Welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm Pat. And I'm John. John, do you think I've grown in the past year? Like vertically? No, no, no. We know I'm not growing vertically. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I, I, I don't know how to break this to you, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I've grown spiritually? Yeah, Absolutely exponentially what was my mindset when the Steelers lost to the Browns in the first round of the NFL playoffs um I would say where was I existentially eviscerated okay um not in a good place is another way of putting it yeah um in your bag is certainly another way of putting it um yeah, I would say pro- probably probably in one of the lowest places I have seen you since I met you uh, on that fateful day in fall of 2011. And I told you, I said, John, I want to make a blood pact and never talk to anyone who's from Cleveland ever again. You did say that. And I had the knife in my hand and you said, <laughs> you know, Pat, there's actually someone in our lives who is a shining beacon of truth, mm-hmm. justice, beauty, mm-hmm. grace, general fun. And you said, do it for her. Yeah. Yeah. Do it for, insert name of our esteemed guest today. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the broadcast talent agent. At ICM, John. That's a they. They have they represent people in in motion pictures. Oh, oh, okay. The the equivalent of the thing that I'm not going to have in my career is a literary agent. I believe. Right, right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't they don't call them talent agents because you know you know there's none to be found. Precisely. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Brittany Perlmutter. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for having me. It's I'm thrilled to be the person who breaks your silence on mm-hmm. <laughs> the Steelers-Brown situation. And if I weren't a good friend, I would have pulled out my Baker Mayfield jersey at that point in time because <laughs> oh. it is very oh. close in proximity to me right now. <laughs> but I'm going to hold off. For the audience at home, Pat is shaking. He's convulsing right now. Well, it's okay. It was off. it was announced um, mere hours ago that Julian Edelman um, is retiring from the uh, from the national. Uh, no one cares. Um. <laughs> I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't pay. Where? Who said that? Him? Ju- Julian. Julian did. My my wow. boyfriend Julian. I guess we should also announce yeah. that um, he is also joining the podcast as the. Yeah as the third host uh, after this episode. So Mm -hmm. um, we're here to talk about a movie. So, so Brittany is a new fan of Pat and John and their best behavior. I am a new fan. Yes. And and she texted me and she said, a recent convert, if you will, a recent, I got to tell you to give you both credit. It was the Instagram that did it for me. The Instagram account was the thing that so great to hear. I, it was really that was the thing that kind of brought it to the forefront of my attention because I consume so much um, 
content, mm-hmm. which, you know, <laughs> as part of my job. Right. Um, so often, very, very, there are very few moments in my life where I do something for the pure enjoyment of uh, my own listening ears. And then when my two lovely friends, Pat and John, followed me on Instagram <laughs> via their show account, I became a convert. That's so that's so kind of you to do that and not be one of the many people that we followed since our recent uh, blitz um, that merely says, oh, thanks for the follow, guys, and then doesn't do <laughs> and anything. And doesn't follow you yeah. back. Yeah, which is so funny because I lesson. like, I, you know, I, I've been following a lot of people that I've, that I follow on Instagram and like when I see that they don't follow me back I'm like how the like who the fuck do they think they are like how <laughs> then I, I think about the, the amount of the number of times that I've gotten like a random like from some like project that my friend is making or someone that I know is making and I'm like oh thanks for the follow but you know don't do anything back so it's nice to know that it's working can you imagine the googling that my parents are doing right now trying to decode this conversation <laughs> can you imagine the googling they're doing right now um, yeah, we need a translator. We need a fourth, a fourth member of this podcast to translate. Um, a well, you, you too can uh, can can follow us uh, on our Instagram at Pat and John on their best behavior, and uh, can well if you're already listening. So, but there there are plenty of, of goodies to be found there, and it also it makes sense that you would have heard about it only through the the podcast Instagram because if you were smart, you after knowing us for several years at college, you would have like blocked us and not blocked us but silenced our stories oh my god yeah i have so many Uh, people who have told me in person that they have (laughs) blocked my story like yeah that's so funny really Mm -hmm. but i will say one time john and i actually were out to dinner in williamsburg and a girl a girl that i knew came up to me and was like i love your story (laughs) and i was like thank you so much and i said Please don't encourage him. <laughs> I'm one of those obnoxious people who, when she goes to concerts, instead of experiencing it just fully as a human being, I, yes, I'm that person who is filming the whole thing and putting it all on my story. I've and seen you know many, what? many concerts on your stories. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I've had, and, and it's like a hundred posts of like Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift, or the Jonas Brothers. And you know what? In quarantine, they've served me well. Because I haven't had access to a ticket. Sure. In over a year. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen these <laughs> concerts on my phone. And heard me squeal like a young woman. The joke is on that. Out of the three, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Day, sorry. Grande, um, yeah. Ariana Grande and, <laughs> and the Jonas Brothers. Which, which was the best, and which did you like? Which is the best? Which was the best in the sense of which did you lose your mind the most? So, I lost my mind at the Jonas Brothers. Okay, it, it was. I mean, it was their. Re- it was like their happiness begins. Like they came back together after so many years of being apart, and. It was just, I never went to their concert as a teen, so all of that came out that night. Sure, a lot of pent up. And you can watch it on Instagram. I'm, I'm sure you- I have it highlighted in my same story. I'm sure you weren't the only person there who had their entire teenage years played back to them 
and oh yeah oh 100 percent. yeah that was without a doubt the vast majority you know back uh during my high school track days, um, back when I had the the long swoopy haircut, um, yeah, you kind of are like the fifth Jonas brother. I was going to say, uh, my my a lot of people on my track team would refer to me as the bonus Jonas. Yeah, well, so. you weren't Frankie, so you weren't actually the bonus. Yeah, Jonas. I was the bonus, like bonus bonus, bonus, Jonas. bonus yeah. Jonas. Bonus Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Who is Frankie? The, fourth, the bonus the Jonas. Bonus Jonas. Is he's he not the other cute? One. Is the he not Jonas cute? Brother. Is that why he's not? Doesn't he have he a, a guitar? He was so much younger than all of them. Oh, oh or at okay. least that's what he was told. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was an accident. Oh God. Okay. Well. And like the the parents are like very religious. Wait, are they? Are there five of them? There are four. Oh, there are four. Oh, there are three yeah. Jonas brothers. Right, you're right. Okay. Yeah, and cool. then you. And then me, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. I'm also, I was, I was really hoping they You're were also one of five. five because, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it would perfectly match up. But my family is also religious, hence being one of five. So, kindred You're spirits. the bonus bonus Jonas. Precisely. There you, go. you know, it's very fitting that we're talking about really all of this at the end of the day, because this is what this, the, the, the cultural artifact that we are talking about on this very episode is all about. Although, interestingly, in an age before any of this really existed to the extent that it does, which I, I want to talk about. Um, I, think that's I appreciate you this saying movie. this up front because this is why this film is important. To me. Can I say? <laughs> what is the film, Brittany? To my hosting instincts. Oh, should I go ahead and uh, Please. Yeah, the introduce film? it. Yeah. So I'm here to talk about, and I have asked, uh, you know, Pat and John to allow me the space to um, express my words, thoughts, <laughs> inner feel- innermost feelings about the uh, 2013, dare I say, cult classic film mm-hmm. written and directed by Sofia Coppola, The Bling Ring. Yes. Yeah, oh, really? And I, and this is not like a euphemism like for saying that I if or anything like ulterior or whatever, like it's a really fascinating movie, hmm. a really fascinating movie about like a really fascinating thing that also like came out at a fascinating moment, like just like in, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can get into it, but like it's, it's an A24 film. But, early, like, early, a very early, early, yeah. very early A24. Um, this and Spring Breakers were like, they're two big, I feel like first hits. I may be wrong. Don't yeah, quote me no, on that. They're, they're, this, is the same, the, this is the same. This is the same year. Months of each other. Within months, yes. Yeah, um, and I yeah. think Spring Breakers is kind of has taken on like you could definitely call that a cult classic and is seen as like a big like A twenty four film and that people like remember with like it was a movie that didn't really get much like of its initial like due credit or whatever and recently has gotten more of it and this movie for some reason kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, mm-hmm. And all of that, uh, except for among its dedicated kind of com- few. Yeah, they are kind of companion pieces in a way, almost. Yes. IMO. Um, yes. There's like a huge, I mean, there's obviously a juxtaposition between the two worlds, but they're they're both about a group of people the same age being influenced by different types of cultures. Well, they're in a way. obsessed, both obsessed with status. Both films Correct. are obsessed with status. Yeah. yeah. But they also Which I thought it was interesting it. why they released oh, those at the same time or so close to each other. But. Right. But they kind of get away with it because they just go about it in such different ways. Like Harmony Corinne and Sofia Coppola are just 
are very different totally. filmmakers, obviously. A hundred percent. Well, well so before we get too far in the weeds, let's say briefly what the movie is about. And then uh, then we can talk about like our experiences with it, with you starting. Actually, maybe it doesn't make sense for you to start because I feel like you have the most in-depth experience with this movie. Sure. Yeah. So maybe it'll make more sense for Pat and I to, to say a little bit about it. But what, Brittany, what is this movie? What is the, the log line of this movie? So... My job is a lot of long line, log line work, so I'm really going <laughs> right. to try with this one. Um, You're a professional. We, li- we like based... having those on the podcast every now and then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I try. Um, I'm here for the fans. Um, <laughs> based on the Vanity Fair article, The Suspect Wore Louboutins, the bling ring captures a moment in time where five celebrity obsessed teens begin robbing celebrity houses how's that that's that's perfect. really good yeah that's really that's good. a much better yeah. job than either of us have done with anything that we've talked about so on this oh podcast. my god we talk for seven only supposed to be one sentence log oh, line one uh, sentence. well <laughs> now we know john <laughs> let, me, let me write that down let me get some pen and paper a synopsis can be longer though yeah, that's yeah, what I we've guess, been doing. I guess what we, yeah, what we've been doing is more synopsis, but yeah. really at the yeah. end of the day, most of that could just be condensed into log lines, hence why log lines yeah. exist. Um, well, okay, so I mean, so I'll just say I have not seen this yeah, I have not seen this movie before uh before this podcast, before ha- having to watch it for this podcast. Um, I had heard about it. I I really like Sofia Coppola. Like I I think she's a great filmmaker. I but this is one of those I just like haven't I haven't seen that kind of got lost in the shuffle um kind of the same deal like whispering breakers like I probably heard about it and I was like interested in the fact that like Emma Watson was in it I was like wow Emma Watson is in something that isn't Harry Potter um but that's like pretty much it I probably didn't know who Sofia Coppola was um and didn't really know much else about the movie and like if I was gonna watch like a movie that was cool or good to some degree it would probably be something that was like super super oscar baity um Mm -hmm. that i would like actually find my way to like at a theater or something like that so but i heard some things about it like when um some magazines and like blogs and film critics were releasing their like end of the year decade list like best of the decade list or like most underrated movies of the decades list um this was one that i saw creep up on a couple of those and i was like fascinated Mm -hmm. by that because like i had heard it was like just fine at first um so i definitely like made a note that i should go back and watch it which i obviously didn't do um so this (laughs) was this episode was a great uh, excuse to do that so that is my experience with this movie um i tried to watch this movie seven times in the winter of 2020. <laughs> um, like, this would be a press play on Netflix, asleep by the first robbery each time. <laughs> I don't know why. I just couldn't. Which is fascinating because it's 90 minutes. This no, is your I know. It's, it's 90 my, minutes. It's my favorite it's movie Netflix. Length. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's accessible on Netflix. He doesn't have to call me up and tell and ask me how to find it. Uh <laughs> It's 90 minutes. There's, he knows what he's in for. But for some reason, he just couldn't get through it. That but is so fascinating. I, I was always like, oh, God, one day. One day. So what was serendipitous when, when Brittany said yeah. she wanted to talk about the bling ring? Because I did watch it for the first time uh, yesterday. <laughs> in, full. <laughs> in full. In full. In full. Uninterrupted. Um, yeah, it, it was I, – I did – I'm not really like a Sofia Coppola head. Like I – 
I've seen Lost in Translation. I've seen... Um, Have you seen Virgin Suicides? I've seen Virgin Suicides, and I've seen oh, Marie so Antoinette. So um, but I really want to see her movie called Somewhere. I want to see mm-hmm. that. that has, I haven't well, seen it either. That has nothing to do with, with the we Blade should reunite. Room, but, but we should reunite <laughs> for Somewhere. But I, I you know, yeah. I, I think it's really interesting, like... You know, I think we can talk about, like, why she made this movie and especially, like, mm-hmm. her family. You know, her mm-hmm. di- her father is the most successful American mm-hmm. director of all – or the most infamous – one of the most infamous American directors of all time. And, like, she made this movie as a the child of a celebrity who has proved herself to be mm-hmm. much, much, much more capable. And this was post, like, her Oscar win for Lost in Translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. um, but, yeah, I um, – I'm I'm so glad I I actually got to watch this. Um, but but Brittany, when was the first time you've seen this, and why have you seen it quote unquote fifty five billion times? <laughs> so the first time I saw this movie was in theaters the summer it came out, um, with a dear friend of mine. Which Annie. theater? I I don't I. I don't remember the first time, but the second time I went to the... I saw it in theaters twice because I loved it so much. The second time I went to the theater, um, like, in Chelsea, like, on 23rd and 8th, like, the one where they do Rocky Horror. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, And they had a... I used to have it as the background of my phone, actually, like, in 2013. They had the display of the costumes they wore in the poster for the film, and it's, Mm. like, the same costumes they wore in, like, the scene where they're walking down the street... In slow mo to Kanye's power. That's like they had the display of those costumes, and iconic. it was back on my phone. Iconic. It was literally iconic. <laughs> um, why did I have a strong reaction to the film, and why have I seen it fifty five billion times? There are honestly so many layers to it. So like we, and it has to do. Okay, so. I also owned it on DVD. I don't have a DVD player anymore, so I wish, and I'm so sad R. because I. I know, RIP. I'm so sad because there was this documentary that was like the behind this, the, um, like it wasn't disc two, but what would be disc two of Mm -hmm. this DVD, um, that was like probably a 20 minute documentary of the making of the film. And I forget who said this on the documentary, but they perfectly explain like why I love this movie. It's like, they called it like the perfect pop culture cocktail of money greed celebrity like teen obsession partying drugs alcohol like there are so many like things mixed in to this and it was like 2009 that it took place Mm. in right like so it was this all happened like in the year 2009 i think what you just described is the polar opposite of everything that pat and john on their best behavior encapsulates what, I was doing none of these. All, I was doing those, none of these yeah, things in two thousand nine. Like all those oh. nouns that you just mentioned. And by the way, I was like, not until college did I ever drink. Like ever, I Same. was like afraid of those things in high school. I could have. I was the polar opposite of those kids in high school too. So like, but I did watch the show. I'm not sure like how in the weeds you guys did with the reach which is totally fine because this is like my second nature but <laughs> um i i watched pretty wild when it aired i watched which some was clips the alexis nyers show um who is the my the God. nikki moore character the emma watson character um i watched that show when it aired so i was already slightly familiar with it 
Um, I loved the show, which obviously didn't get picked up for a season two because she went to jail. Um, <laughs> why did that stop and, them? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why did it stop them? Uh, I watched it again, like in preparation of this, because it's a very quick and easy watch. They're like half hour episodes and there are like nine of them. Um, I also I bought it on iTunes so many years ago that it like Incredible. in the versions of like whatever Apple iTunes buying movies and television shows was it all saved to Apple TV plus to what is now Apple TV plus. So we still own them. Luckily, I didn't waste <laughs> my money. Um, where was I going? with <laughs> Oh, so I was I love the TV show. Um I loved, I've always loved like celebrity culture and like pop culture. And I remember also, this was obviously like before I started at ICM, but I saw the movie, this is going somewhere, I promise. What's that (laughs) movie? I saw it on a cruise with my sister. We were on a cruise and like, it was really cold the whole time. So we stayed in our room and watched movies like half the time. (laughs) What's the movie with Adam... I mean, with uh, Andy Samberg and Rashida Jones, like Jesse and Celeste Forever. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? It's no. called like Jesse and Celeste Forever or Celeste and Jesse Forever. It was like a little indie film that the two of them did. It was fine. But um, Rashida Jones's character was a was a um, trend forecaster. Like okay. her job was to forecast the trends that were upcoming. And I thought that was like, the coolest thing I'd ever heard. I don't uh-huh. think it's a real job even to this day in 2021. But oh, that's a pity for me. Yeah, if you. I mean, but we could we could look. I don't for know. It you couldn't you. You, couldn't you stretch your job description to trend forecasting? Who me? me? Yeah, no, oh. I'm talking to. <laughs> yes, John. You the English. Me or John LeMay. Yes, John. You the you the the English professor. Please uh, <laughs> stretch your job description to that. No, I'm saying as an agent. I mean, don't you feel like you kind of do that? I mean, I guess you're right in a way, because like, for the listeners at home who don't know, um, I work with comedians, so like, it is a lot of finding what the next thing is, and like mm. what the next thing that I think is go or that we think is going to be funny is right so um yeah i mean i guess you could consider that in a way so i just looked this up celeste and jesse forever is is the name of the movie okay 2012 we must be the first podcast to ever mention that movie literally (laughs) directed by lee toland toland krieger who also directed the vicious kind and the age of adeline oh that's the movie with like lively in it where she like ages or like oh, stops aging or something. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee, come on the podcast. You're not doing anything. We'll else. defend your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here I am talking about Celeste and Jesse forever. Yeah. But anyway, all which to say, all like every single aspect that I just talked about with like with the pop culture cocktail is why I love this movie. Mm, yeah. And I also think I also like love the idea of like generation like the anthropology like the social anthropology of each generation and i think Hmm. that this is a perfect explanation of it as is going on tiktok and looking at the gen zers like right that's why i'm fascinated and and you're saying this is a like this is our generate you're you're talking about our our millennial generation this is is the millennials like this is the social like anthropology of our generation when i was 
when I was watching this movie, I, I, the, the more I got through it, the more I was like, oh, I, I really understand like why Brittany loves this movie. I won't pretend like I don't know you super, super well. Um, I know yeah. you about as well as, you know, I know most people that I spent time in the, the Skidmore Theater Department uh, right. with. A very special place that forges strange, strange bonds. Strange um, bonds. But Here we are. I definitely have thought of you Eight as someone later. who like has, who like has your finger like on the pulse of like various like pop culture things or like celebrity things. And I also like, I just know from like, instagram like on your story that you like are also like on tiktok and like you like to some degree probably have like a better understanding of that kind of stuff than like pat or i do pat you're not a tick like you don't you you don't like have an account on tiktok do you no but i i, I follow this stuff lightly just to mm. to have mm-hmm. some skin in the game but i think yeah. i actually want to talk about one tiktoker in particular when we get to some of the weeds stuff of the film, when we get sure. I, I just well, I, lo- I I want to finish off. This please, 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 because, please, please. But I also know you to be like like there is there is a person who has an interest in all that kind of stuff and is like can be and maybe this is like a stereotype, but can, can do it in a very sort of vapid consumeristic sort of way. A hundred percent. But I think of you very much as someone who likely engages in it with like to some degree of like self awareness. Um, and obviously, when you do it as, like, an adult, yeah. like, you have more of that than you do as, like, a teenager. And I don't know to what degree you identify with that aspect of the movie, because these people are not particularly self-aware. But yeah. it, it made sense as I was watching that this would, like, have, have resonated with you as much as it did when you first saw it and since then. A hundred percent. And, like, I, my taste is all over the place as far as, like, the types of films I like or music or television but the one thing that I could do summing up like my taste in things is I'm incredibly highbrow, lowbrow. I love things that are super <laughs> lowbrow. I love like Riverdale and um, the first four seasons of Riverdale six... are are fine ass television. They are fine sure, ass television. I thought it fell apart <laughs> at season three, but um, that's just my opinion. But Wait, I still what, love what, it. I still what's it. what's the one where where Archie went to went to prison? Or the what, what's what, four? I think. Okay, then then I also fell off because I yeah I did I did not season watch season three when he was, was the one with the prison. gargoyle king. Okay, yeah. So I also season four I, was the one with the with Chad Michael Murray more or less. I think. Pat Pat is, <laughs> is losing it. Yeah, absolutely losing it. He finally has but reached his limit. But also at the same time, cats, Pat, and Riverdale. Just kidding. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be 30 soon, so I have to be in a teen show, okay? I'm going to yeah. be 30 very right. soon. Cast Pat and Riverdale, you cowards. Um, so, like, I love Riverdale. I watched all th- all six seasons of Glee, including its uh, spinoff uh, reality series, competition series, The Glee Project. But <laughs> I also, you know, like prestige film, and I like really smart comedies, and, um, I think all the bling ring and like the study of like this generational that's I don't even think that's a word check me on that John LeMay um, check you're good so oh thanks social <laughs> anthropology mixed with like the lowbrow of the clubbing the drugs the um the clothes the fashion the you know all of that it's like that this movie is the epitome of highbrow lowbrow in totally. my eyes wow I would agree with that. I'd buy that. Yeah. And and, and yeah. I think I think Sofia Coppola like to some degree is that as well. Like when you see that last name like you probably expect like a certain type of right. film, a certain type of filmmaker and she definitely does like encapsulate that and she's like 
a really great writer like her scripts are usually like really incredible mm-hmm. i would say that's like that's her strong suit as a director but she does also tend to like she made marie antoinette um right. which is also like a total like amalgamation of of lowbrow highbrow um, yeah 100 percent. which just, i actually didn't love i didn't either yeah i, I didn't, loved I it visually but other than that hmm. i didn't love it and maybe it's because i have less knowledge of the subject and i haven't watched it since i first watched it like when i was young <laughs> i feel like having more knowledge of the subject probably would make person like it less um <laughs> based on, based on her treatment of it um but you know like I, I, maybe a lot of it is in the marketing of these movies as well but i feel like the beguiled has that to some degree which mm-hmm. was another really interesting movie of hers um so she like is definitely someone who i think is well equipped to like tackle this subject um like in the way that she does well i think i like i like your idea of the the cocktail because too too often i think with like teen centered films they only pick two of those things. Like you mentioned celeb culture, fashion, partying, drugs. They only pick two and they're typically just partying and drugs. And yeah. she doesn't think the, the best part about this movie is that nothing is focused on too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't get yeah. bogged down into like a Coke thing. Like they do Coke, but it's it's never yeah. like a, a huge thing. The way there th- is a montage dedicated to coke but like other yeah than yeah that, yeah 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 but that's really it <laughs> i mean that's what that was pat that that white yeah. stuff that that was cocaine that white stuff yeah that was cocaine oh okay like the cocaine i montage. thought they had oh okay and they were yeah. doing it for pleasure i yes. they weren't okay <laughs> yeah. okay okay wow it's a larger conversation pat well, yeah. welcome to cinema for me <laughs> um but that look, to your point pat i feel like one thing that I love that she did that I think was a lot of people's criticism, like that, like one of the big critiques of the movie is like nothing really happens. Like it does, but it, it, you know, when it came out, it got a lot of mixed reviews. I I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. When it came out, there was a lot of mixed reviews because like the script like wasn't really that like, it wasn't that meaty it was Mm. but if you again moving back to this documentary of the making of the film that i wish existed somewhere online and i could not find it for the life of me like it showed sophia coppola directing that first scene in the nightclub where kirsten dunce is there and paris hilton's there and like the direction that she was giving was like okay um to the actress who played rachel you are the queen of the club do that. Like, Nikki and Sam, you want to talk to these boys, do that, go. And, like, mm. that was the, that's how, like, the war, and it was, like, watching it. and then, like, the product, the end product of that, I'm saying, like, what we ended up watching was, like, essentially teenage actors playing teens in a situation where that was more like real life than, like, film. Like, yeah. half of the scene of them in the nightclub before they go dancing on the dance floor, I'm very specific because I've seen this movie so many times, half of that scene in the nightclub before they go dancing on the dance floor is, is he going to text me back? Right. You've been texting right. him 50 times. Let's take a picture. Right. Hey, <laughs> where's the bottle service? Like, but that is a teenage conversation. Totally. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because there there's a scene where they're partying indoors and I think one of them is mm-hmm. ripping a bong and there's another extra in the back on her phone and I was watching this and I'm like 
why is this the most realistic party I've ever seen? Like, I feel like <laughs> I've movie. seen a trillion teen par- like, parents are out of town, let's get yeah. But right. I was like, why is this little rinky-dink scene in this movie, like, yeah, I know exactly what you're touching about. me right now? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. It's kind of lame. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of a yeah. lame and house up, party. And uploading, uploading, like, the pictures to Facebook after... Um, like n- not as an like actor, right like after. oh yeah, not like oh fuck, I have all of these on my phone and I need to get them off, get the get mm-hmm. get get them away and make free up some memory, but I don't want to delete them, so I'm gonna like upload. Like it's like mm-hmm. no, like I need to go upload these because like this is just showcasing like what a fun time I'm having and how like glorious my life is. And this movie, like it took place. When the movie came out, it was, like, right when Instagram was becoming a bigger thing. But the movie takes place before Instagram was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it is so a a precursor, excuse me, precursor to Instagram culture. Totally. Yeah, they don't have smartphones. the idea of what it looks like versus what it actually is. What? Most of them don't have smartphones. Yeah. They have Blackberries, which is also a sign of the time. Yes. Truly. I miss my black. I also this is a period piece. It's a period piece. It's a period piece for the for the early two the early odds, yeah. which is near and dear to my heart. I tried to find um the real bling ringers on Instagram today. Hmm. I very hard. I, I mean, I'm sure they're they are not. On I follow it. all of them. Oh, they they you found them. Mm-hmm. Can you get them on our podcast? Well, first of all. Oh, my God. No, I'm like, that's like, now I'm outing myself. But I, like, one, the girl, the Rebecca on character, Rachel mm. Lee is her real name. And I think I just called her Rachel because, like, I'm so. No, no, her name is. Yeah, yeah, her name is Rachel Lee. Yeah. You got that. Yeah. Um, Rachel Lee is, like, a hairdresser in L.A. now. Alexis, I, fo- I follow the whole, uh, like, Nyers family okay. on. But that's, like, a. That's like a pretty wild thing. You know um, what I was thinking? I don't know. Like if, anyone who's available, I follow. I don't know if you guys would agree <laughs> with this, but I was thinking like if they had Instagram when this came out, I just think they would have probably done less thievery and they would have made more money because they would have each of them would have like propositioned something into like a brand deal of some kind. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I was I was thinking this. Interesting. I was like. Hmm, I actually think Instagram would have saved them from committing the robberies because I feel like they would have just been influencers. Maybe there still would have been some thievery, but yeah, they they, they may have found an outlet for mm-hmm. for like whatever it was they wanted. Cloud I mean, chasing. I think that yeah, for cloud chasing. <laughs> I mean, I think um, who's the main girl? The uh, what's her actual uh, Rebecca name? On. Rebe- oh, Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca. On yeah, 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 Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, like, obviously, like, is an addict or was an addict at the time. Like, she was yeah. obviously, like, a kleptomaniac. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, you can't... The, Instagram, like... It's not tangible. So, yeah, yeah. So, it wouldn't work. But for the others, like, I think maybe for that, Emma maybe Watson's have, character, for sure. Yeah, that's true. And, and, like, if you look back and... Or if you watch interviews now of, like, Alexis Nyers Haynes who uh, was a huge drug addict and she like she's now um, she owns a treatment center and she's been sober for like 10 years now and clean and like wow she like you can find her like her interviews are really impressive um, because it's just like such a realistic I mean granted I've never been an addict so I can't like speak to that but it's like a very real like we saw 
her at her lowest and now her at her highest kind of in real time. So like, yeah, it, it's just like seeing both ends of like the spectrum or whatever is fascinating. But um, she talks about she like to this day still holds to which I'm not sure if I believe, but maybe I should believe it that she was so loaded that she had no idea what was going on when she came to in Orlando Bloom's house. She was like, we need to go. It's time to get out of here. And then she, like, vomited and peed in the bushes and then was, like, right. thrown stuff, like, thrown there, like, Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr's, like, belongings and ran out. But I think, I don't quote me on this, but I think she used the money to support her drug habit, like, selling mm. those things mm. to support her drug habit. Gotcha. Or addiction, rather. I mean, that would make sense because I, I did have that question. Like, I understand, like, for some of them, for some of them, it was just, like, the kleptomaniacal aspect of it all. But I yeah. did, like, I was like, what are they fucking doing? Like, they don't need this money. Like, they're, they're most right. of them seem to be doing okay. Right. I mean, I, and also but some like... of them were wearing the stuff that they stole. So there's that <laughs> aspect of it as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think, like, I think they explained. And granted, other portions of the, because we all read the article too before mm -hmm. this, there, I don't know if you noticed, did you, what order did you guys do this in? Did you watch it first and then read the article or vice versa? I watched and then read because I, I didn't want to have any spoilers. I, I, I read it first. Love that. I read you it read first. first. Yeah. Did either of you notice that the exact verbiage from the articles in the film? Yes. Yeah. Like, like Alexis Nyers in the um, in the article, she says like she says the first line she has in the movie, um, which is like uh, like I think uh, I used to like have this memorized, but it, it was the uh, I want to be a spiritual leader. I want to live for all I know. Angelina so, Jolie, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, all straight from the article. Like it's wild. <laughs> Some of the, and like even there's a section of the article called um, uh, "We had all these beautiful, gorgeous things," and that's something that that character says in the movie. Like when we went out at parties, um, everybody like loved hanging out with us, and we had the like these beautiful, gorgeous things. Like they took the verbiage straight from the article, or Sh Sophia Coppola took the verbiage straight from the article and put it I like mean, in their mouths. With shit like this, you don't have to make anything up. You I know. Truly don't. It's all. And right then there also for you. like. Stuff from Pretty Wild, the television show, that whole scene where they're doing the um, the board about Angelina Jolie and like what are her characteristics, like <laughs> her, the, what are the positive characteristics about her, her husband, her oppa, the hoppa right. is not a so characteristic, good. <laughs> let's move into the flower essence work. That's like yeah. straight from the pilot of Pretty Wild. Like you can find it in the pilot. It's crazy. Um, two things about that. One, I, I didn't, the only clip i watched from pretty wild was when the article came out and it was the like, most iconic scene of all of reality television. oh is it i mean i i truly i'm out of my depth in every in every possible way but Without um uh yeah just like she was just like freaking out about how she's like i would i would never wear like I, was, I think she was talking about louis vuitton she's like i would never Nancy wear that Joe. Yeah. <laughs> this is Alexis Nyers. <laughs> I'm calling to let you know how disappointed I am in your article. You said that I was wearing six-inch Louboutin heels <laughs> when I was really wearing kitten heels. little brown BB kitten heels. Twenty-five dollars every time. 
every time you yell, I have to fucking re-record it. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyer's song. It is so good. It's unbelievable. Like it's the amount cinema. of times I've watched it is unbelievable. Cinema, truly. So um, good. It's so good. Yeah. So so there's that, and then I, I cannot connect with any aspect of this movie except for Pat. What is the one aspect of this movie that I can connect with? Oh, God. This is both a test of how closely Pat watched the movie oh and God. how well he knows me. One okay, of, one well, of did you have to say all of that? Now yeah. I feel terrible. <laughs> yeah. um, give me a little hint. Give me a little te- teensy hint. It has to do with Emma Watson's character and her friend. Well, it's it's the scene of Leslie Mann like doing the presentation or doing the lesson on like Angelina Jolie. Oh, Jolie's. I know what it is. Homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. When that uh, when that scene when that scene rolled across, I was like, ah, oh, this is representation. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> this is what we need. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, at the end of the movie, when um, Emma Watson's being interviewed and her mom is right there, and her mm-hmm. mom is very much like, "This is a me thing too." Right, right. I was thinking about. You know, speaking of TikTok, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, who is, I guess, the biggest person on. Please help me out here, Britt, if I if I go off Arguably, the rails. I would argue that Addison Rae potentially rivals her now, but oh, well, okay. we can't talk about I don't her. Have, I don't have <laughs> women against women, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're, they're both incredible TikTokers. Um, I, I, and incredible humans, it, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I read somewhere that. Not only was Charlie being repped, but her parents were being repped by talent agents. The whole D'Amelio family is repped by United Talent Agency, UTA. And I was like, when I read that, however many months ago, I was like, wow, this is like the next step, isn't it? Like, it the the package for a celebrity is not just them it is truly i mean maybe i guess entourage was kind of like hinting at this but 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 not really because what about kardashians well i guess that's oh yeah that's it right and like a different sort of there's always this like mama bear situation where it's like everything is curated but also where's my own spotlight too Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah I, I just think that's but it just blows my it's, fucking it's mind. It's because a lot of these I feel like a lot of these parents tried to become famous themselves and failed and now like put it through their children. Can I just say that's really fucking embarrassing? No, it's it's wild. Well, and it's so relevant to just like what we see with the way in which like children become like a social media like commodity like in this day and age. Like Oh yeah, 100%. Like Without the way that children it, become part of your content. I have a question for you guys. Do you think it's weird when people have kids and the baby yes. has an yeah, period, Instagram? Yes, I do. <laughs> the baby has an Instagram? Or the... F- the baby has an Instagram? I think it's so weird because eventually they're going to want to make their own Instagram. So why are you making for them? Yeah, all those followers are going to go to waste. The dog having an Instagram? I'm completely pro. I'm pro-pet Instagrams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same. You You heard it here, folks. Um, keep it for the dog. But the kid, 
cut the it. The kid is going to want to make their own Instagram eventually. It's not like your parents going to make your face. I mean, nobody has Facebook anymore or like uses Facebook actively. Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine if someone who like the kid's now fifteen and someone just comments on the picture was like, "You were so cool when you were three. <laughs> now you're a yeah. pussy." <laughs> <laughs> Look <laughs> what you did, Mom, by getting me an Instagram. You've really let your yourself go in the past thirteen years. <laughs> we can't say it's baby fat anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that excuse is gone. Yeah, boy, what a world. Well, that's the thing is, like, yeah, I mean, we, I, I alluded to this earlier, but like the movie, it, it could have just as easily just been like a movie that you know, like, is dated in, like, the way that it presents, like, celebrity culture, and you could argue, like, oh, like, celebrity culture just, like, isn't that much of a thing anymore. But, like, that's not true, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. it's just more of a thing than ever. Like, back then, like, there, there was no such thing. I mean, the... the there was an I there was such a thing like in his execution, but we didn't have the concept of like stand mm-hmm. culture, right? Like, that whole thing is just, like, totally. a relatively new phenomenon or at least a new like thing that we're talking about and like that's to some there's some aspect of that in this movie like a a certain embodiment of stan culture yeah like so much to a point where like and like there's that other scene like in um well i i want to talk about really quickly how sophia coppola decided to film each robbery in a different way I think it's fascinating. I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but each robbery was shot in a different way. Some I didn't notice that. were in montages. The Audrina, like, the first one is, like, the first full-length, like, robbery. You see the whole thing, like, happen in, like, real time, quote-unquote. Then, um... Well, that one's also in about... daylight. That one's also in daylight. Oh, I'm talking about the first celebrity robbery, but that, oh, okay. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that is in daylight. It's true. And then, but, like, the and Paris Hilton's house, you see them, like, you know, go into the room, they go into the closet, they go into the nightclub room, mm-hmm. they, whatever. You see all of that. Then, like, a few later, they go to Audrina Patch's, at Patridge's house, and it's shot from a bird's eye view. Incredible. And all you In see is them incredible. walking through the see-through house, stealing the stuff. It's so no good. music One playing take. in the background. Like, unreal. Unreal. Then, um, Orlando, uh, not Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr's, I, maybe it wasn't, Rachel Bilson, it was Rachel Bilson's, is filmed in complete silence inside, and all of a sudden you see them hearing that they're getting caught, and they run out, and they grab as much as they can and run out, but it's all in silence, like you Mm -hmm. can't hear anything. Um, I think it's fascinating. Um, and then the one at the very beginning of the movie that they shoot back to is the Orlando Bloom one where they like put the hoods over their head mm. and they walk backwards and then she steals the art. Mm. It's it's so bravo Sofia Coppola for like shooting every single one different. Yeah, well, and, Lindsay, and yeah, and, and bravo. Um, I don't know how to pronounce. It. Is it Harris Harris Savides who is a cinematographer or the director of photography? And he this was his last movie. He died mm. during the filming yes. of this movie. Yeah, yes, it's which I think the cinematography is stunning, and they do it talk is. in that documentary. I still wish exi- like existed somewhere online. They talk about how like they juxt they juxtaposed their real lives from the lives of celebrity by like dimming the colors it was very 
like it was a lot of like creams and like mm-hmm. dim blues and dim uh greens and dim pinks like in Calabasas and Indian Hills and like Agora Hills like where they lived versus like the vibrancy of the club and the vibrancy of Paris Hilton's house and like the celebrity homes that they robbed so like there was like they they wanted to juxtapose that when they you know shot that as well but what I was getting at was the Lindsay Lohan robbery, which is the last robbery, is kind of in slow-mo. And there's this, there's like a part where you see Rebecca on looking at, um, into, like, it's like a mirror view of Rebecca on, but you also kind of see her face looking into Lindsay Lohan's, like, vanity, mm-hmm. putting on her perfume and Ugh. just, like, kind of tossing That's her really hair beautiful. and, like, just, like, She's, it feels like, like it's in a different movie. She's trying to become Lindsay Lohan in that moment. Like she, st- mm. like Lindsay was her ultimate target. They said that she, and same with Rachel Lee, like the actual person, like she word for word said exactly what Rebecca on said in the movie. Did you speak to any of the victims? We spoke to all the victims. <laughs> really? What did Lindsay say? Oh. <laughs> like that was a real that's, thing. That's, that's to me. That's Stan culture. Yeah. Me too. For well, sure. When she says that line in the movie. That's the movie in a line. Like that that's that's the, movie that's in a the line. entire film right there. It's like 100%. Yeah. It's like and I think that's still today like people people get canceled, people get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I'm still going to bounce back. Like yeah. that's 100%. Her, but in her mind in that moment, she didn't lose if Lindsay Lohan found out. Yeah. If Lindsay Lohan knew who she was, yeah. then she won. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and I, like I, the end also in the end interview, sorry, I no, okay. interrupted Please. you. In the end interview where um, that reporter is talking, the literal last scene in the movie where the whole interview about her being in jail is about Lindsay Lohan next to her in the cell. Yeah. It's Wild. insane. And then it's she insane. moves. And the last line in the movie is, you can learn all about me and my journey at, like, ilovenickymore.com. And that's the, yeah. that's where the movie ends. Like, yeah. it's mental. That's exactly yeah. how it is in 2021. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm, I don't, I don't, I, I support that. I mean, I'm I'm not helpful when it comes to stopping that cause, but, you know, <laughs> well, it's none the of same us are. thing. Everybody wants to promote their yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. And it's worse now than it was then. Yeah. To just, yeah, just take out the .com and the www. Yeah. And, uh, at. Yeah, but at, <laughs> yeah. At. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, you can learn all about our story at yeah. www.patandjohnandtheirbestbehavior.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, www.enron.com. Um, yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that. I So I you just said something a second ago, Pat, um, about the, the scene with, with her, like, putting on the perfume and looking into the vanity. Like, it, it that does feel like it's from a different mm-hmm. a different movie. And I think if I had one complaint about the movie is I wish, I think I, I just wish there were more of those... I don't want to say sprinkle throughout because I don't I don't know if I'd want like more than one necessarily, but some mm-hmm. sort of like gesture towards that because I was really taken aback by it um, as as I was like by like her saying like, what did Lindsay say? And I don't know even know how this would be indicated because it's also I don't even think it's as if like this character is like taken by Lucy Lohan's like her film performances right like it wouldn't oh, be enough no. to have like a, a, a scene where she was like watching the parent trap or like mean girls and was like yeah, you like, know your comedic timing I, i'm obsessed yeah. with your comedic timing yeah, yeah. um and, she and, had great and maybe, comedic timing in the parent trap though and mean and, girls and mean actually. girls listen to our recent episode uh we talked I all did about listen it listen to that episode 
you're it's great. You're one of the real ones, Brittany. That's why that's you're another on this gold star. Yeah, truly. Um, but I'm like, an overachiever. But I think, yeah, I don't know, just because like, we do get an indication, like where they they do like talk about these people and like just talk about what they were wearing, and maybe that is enough because it is all so surface level. But I feel like there's something, there's got to be something else going on there. I mean, I just am not in this world. Like I, you could say I didn't grow up in L.A. Um, as a as a, yeah, a wealthy John, um, yeah, socialite. <laughs> John in 2009 is going. <laughs> did blink 182 find out <laughs> yeah yeah did blink 182 find out yeah britney's britney's like did joe jonas get the letter i wrote him <laughs> like not even i was even more losery than that i was like did norbert leo butts the original fiero and wicked did adam pascal and anthony rap from the original cast of rent get the letter i wrote them <sighs> yeah right we well, we can't forget. Yeah, we can't forget where we all ended up. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is really at the end of the day, what unites us um, is our own relation exactly. to this strange world of theater. Um, but I think that yeah. But I to your point. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I was not going to say anything. Well, actually, can I go I against say, John for one second? Let's split the difference. Yeah, in I was about to go against John um, too. So continue. <laughs> okay, so Brittany, I was going to actually talk about another scene, which I think is like the perfume scene. And I think that scene is when Emma Watson and Tessa Formiga are Tessa Emma Formiga, Watson yeah. is getting dressed for um oh, yeah yeah for court for court and uh-huh. you know I wrote you down don't own anything longer I, I wrote down all the scenes where there's no cuts where it's just one take and that's uh-huh. one of the scenes and it really did feel like a whole other movie because the tension and the stakes of the sort of outside world, right? Like when they get to court and there's, you know, police officers mm-hmm. and the flashing lights, all that kind of stuff. But it's like that scene is truly a scene between sisters. Yeah, two, essentially and it, two it, sisters. It also feels like it's in a different movie because it's like, oh, these people are actually supporting each other and like... Tessa Formiga yeah. is also like not getting in trouble, so there's like that mm-hmm. lovely kind of like <laughs> layer to that. Um, mm-hmm. Look, you are so lucky you weren't on that video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though she was, <laughs> you know what I like mean? She, like I don't, yeah, like her face wasn't in it. I think that's why she didn't get caught. Yeah, I, yeah. but yeah, it's and same with the um, which this took me a couple of times to figure out that it was what it was, but like. The other one of the others, there are a lot of I feel like scenes in like the girls' room where they're like getting ready for stuff. Mm. But the scene where they're like, "We totally have to meet that manager." Like these jeans make my butt look big. Your (laughs) butt looks awesome. Where like Emma is like casually like smoking crack in that scene. Did you notice? I'm so glad you said that. I was like, "Is that foil?" (laughs) It is. It is casually smoking crack saying your butt looks awesome who among us who among also us? the last <laughs> not scene, i the, the last scene the british accent comes out hard oh there's the there's a whole in, there's I a whole, whole podcast. podcast yeah that of emma watson and her accent work um i think i said i think i mentioned that in the the when we talked about um little women uh with uh 
our dear friend Gina Doherty about the Greta Gerwig episode. I think I said something about like, yeah, Emma Watson, as ever, she's just doing her best. Um, <laughs> and we appreciate it. Uh, yeah, yeah, the accent. I mean, it's so funny because she's like, she's like, she is the star of this movie. Like, not just like well, she star, got it she funded. Is, I mean, she's probably one of the reasons why it got funding. Yeah, and I shouldn't say she's not like the top billed person, but she is like the she is the only star like among all of these people. Um, Which I think is also appropriate because if you watch interviews with Alexis Nyers now, she says she was the face of the bling ring because she was the most famous, but she was actually like the least active. But because right. she had the the e-reality show, she was the one everybody knew. Mm, so yeah. she was the face of it, no matter how involved or how like little she was involved. So like, no matter how, so like in a way, it's kind of reflective that Emma Watson was playing that role. Cause for sure, no matter she wasn't the main character, it was Israel Broussard and Katie Chang. Like they were the two main characters in my opinion. Like yeah, it's, it's about totally. the two of them more than anyone, but like, she's the star. You know what you I was know? also thinking going back to our original, um, spring breakers, um, mm-hmm. uh, bling ring parallel, Spring Breakers subverts all of those Disney Channel actors, such as Selena Gomez. Emma Watson is known as, you know, Hermione is the good girl, the earnest student, Mm -hmm. but, you know, this prop, this little, very adorable British girl, and smoking crack, asking if her butt looks good. Uh, Butt looks (laughs) good. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's smart casting in that way. Um, Totally. A hundred percent. I felt like there was one other thing I wanted to say about what John was saying earlier. Oh yeah, you about, you, you wanted to refute. But what I forget. I, was I forget what it was. What did you say earlier? Um, <laughs> I'm not I, being a good podcast guest by like not remembering and making you repeat things you already said. No, better you than Pat. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he'll go uh, along with what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just talking about how like I wish they had leaned into some aspect of like those more <gasps> contemplative, quiet moments. Right earlier in the movie a hundred percent and like as far as like the reasoning behind i remember what i was thinking the reasoning behind like you were saying like she didn't like love Lindsay lohan's performance in the parent trap or mean girls or freaky friday or whatever that's not the reason she was obsessed with her but you you see in the background of the whole time and like the root of how they're figuring out how to get into these houses are from perez hilton are from um tmz like those are the reasons they loved them Mm -hmm. it wasn't because of their brilliant performances in x y or z they were like they were at clubs and they were the people that you like would get like it's the it's literally it it, have you guys seen the britney spears documentary yet no i i do want to i have not i have not gotten around to it yet i highly recommend it but it's like it's very reflective of that time and like the paris hilton britney uh spears Lindsay lohan three people in a car going into the club like party like iconic yeah party days and like that's the reason they loved them I mean, right I, right right I, it's like kim kardashian being a celebrity for being a celebrity I, being famous right. for being famous i i had no idea before this article before this movie that there were even websites where you could just like look at aerial photographs of celebrities homes that i that, think was google maps <laughs> Oh, I thought there was like, or, or, or at least find out where they live. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild. I like, didn't really I'm know so that before. I'm so fucking naive. Like, of course there is. Like, we're sick, obsessed people. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if those sites got shut down after this. Probably not. 
Well, probably not. <laughs> it's funny because I've heard I'm actually not like a huge Kardashians watcher. I I like watched when it first started, but like I don't really watch anymore. But I think you can tell the say, truth, Brittany. If you watch it, you can. <laughs> no, say I, it. I don't watch. No, I, I I could talk your ear off about the Real Housewives of the Bachelor. I can. Okay. I like. Uh, how do John and I get on the Bachelor? Yeah. How, yeah. How's that season? How would that season I be can, for? Would be great for the podcast. I could put in a referral. Just kidding. Great. I don't know anyone there. I would be just a, like write. I don't a meet. I don't meet the height requirements. So. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a very interesting more, episode. There, there needs to be more representation of height on the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Honestly, um, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Snaps from so, that. but what? Oh, my point being is apparently. The, the outdoor shots of the Kardashians' house are not actually their houses. Huh. On the show. Like, when they're like, Kim's house. That's not Kim's house. They just, like, say it is because they don't want people to find Kim's house. Okay. Yeah, because people will find Kim's house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- that's the thing, that You were saying, like, and I, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, like, there are people who, like, actually look up this shit, but it's like... Of course, of course. Like, we're seeing a manifestation of that now where, like, people make the celebrities that they, you know, follow or the artists that they love, like, they're literally their entire personality and it takes up, like, hours of their day and so much of their energy. Like, why wouldn't they also know all of this other shit? I can't tell you the amount of hours I've put into becoming a Swifty. Like, the amount of work that I've put into it, those are terms for people who are obsessed with Taylor Swift. Right. The amount of work that I've not put Jonathan into it Swift. is... Not Jonathan Swift. No. John, are not you John. impressed that I knew that? I'm very impressed. Yeah, wow. And, and like, if you if you had said it, like, five minutes later, that, that, I would be like, okay, that's pretty far <laughs> for the course. But, like, instantaneously. Well done. Well done. That was good, Pat. I'm yeah. working. That was really good. I'm working. Continue, Brittany. But the amount of work that I've put into like going into the Taylor Swift universe is like wild. I'm like shifting in my chair. Um, which by the way, plug for Taylor Swift. Pat, did you listen to folklore? Like I told you to <laughs> No. Okay. Everybody go listen to folklore yeah. and evermore. I'm trying to get this it's... guy to listen to anything um, or watch anything that is not for the podcast. Trust me. It, it is the epitome of a fool's errand. Like this Taylor podcast is Swift. essentially the only way I get him to watch things or listen to things is when we do our Pat and John play catch up. Please listen. We have a couple episodes at this point where he literally has to because he knows that he will be held accountable for at least like glancing through whatever it is. So can you don't worry. You're not alone. Listen to Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift for one of these because they, she collaborated with the National and Boney Bear, Big Red Machine. To create yeah. these two records, she won album of the year, which people probably hated on without even listening to the record. Listen to the record; it's it's poetry, yeah. and I know you do poetry, John. I'm and I'm and I'm I'm a fan of I'm a fan of both those albums. I'm a, I'm more of an Evermore. Oh my person. god, you've listened to them? I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I so I like it's hard because I do respect Taylor Swift, but I also don't respect stan culture as a concept, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I can't sanction it. So like it's hard like. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't, like, tweeting about it or anything like that, but, like, you know, I'm a big, right. I like music, and I like well-put-together albums, so I, I list, you know, I listen to them, and, and I, I did enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it's, it's all those things. And genius turns of phrases. Yeah, and, um. and it does showcase all of those things. And you're actually, you're the third, maybe there are more, maybe there are some closet Swifties that have been on the podcast, but you're the third, you're the third, like, registered Swifty that we've had on the podcast. Um, we've had oh, an episode. Oh, what have we heard of the other two? So, Gina. Gina oh, did Gina, an episode obviously. on Greta Gerwig. I have a group chat with gina 
and Laura Conaccio and Gabney Corin. Ah, yes. That and then is a and then our um, our other Swifty is the it, the biggest one that I know. We had an episode on cover songs um, featuring uh, Leah Doctor. Oh, she yeah. knows I need a to lot. To that she needs. Wow. She knows yeah, a she lot. Knows, she yeah. She are, she should she be in our like, group chat. She should be. She would be so pleased to be in it. Um, yeah. She's like. She's why S- I know S- things about Taylor Swift. So this is okay. So do you being a Swifty? Are uh-huh. you combing through the lyrics? Kind. Of, do you know, like the like rap genius? How like. Yeah. Are you doing that as a Swifty when you... No. Okay, so you're not like... De- I listen. Okay. I listen to the lyrics like a good listener should. Okay, okay. And I listen to them over and over again and I find something new every time. Okay, okay. Yeah, Are you investigating her personal life too? Um. Well, Taylor's life should be respected because it is hers and it is nobody else's. Okay. With that being said, like I think there's been too much focus. This is literally a whole nother podcast. I almost said I almost was going to have you guys watch folklore, the folklore documentary, and talk about this instead. But I'm really glad we're talking about Sling Ring because this all <laughs> kind of folds into each other. It does. Um. It uh. Ta- there's too much focus on Taylor's music on the subjects of Taylor's music as opposed to like the things that she's saying and the experiences that she's having. IMO. Do you know what I mean? We do because our most recent episode kind of talks about that phenomenon to some degree that talks about like the metatextual aspects of art and doesn't focus on the art itself and like the things that are communicated in the art itself. Like as it pertains to film mostly and the conversations around around, like film discourse. And I feel like what you're talking about kind of like gets at that, but on a much more granular level as it pertains to Taylor Swift's music. Yeah. Like there was so like it it is a lot of trying to figure out who which one of her relationships these songs are about. But it's like that's like the surface level situation. Like what is she actually saying about what she's feeling and like us Instead of focusing on who she was talking about, which is, like, what made me dislike Taylor Swift in the past, I focused on what she was talking about, and that made Mm. me fall in love with her. Does that make sense? Like, the feelings that she was talking about more so than the person she was talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're, like, again, you're, like, disengaging from, like, all of, like, the the feedback um, surrounding Mm -hmm. this person and their music and, like, actually experiencing it. Totally. Um, Anyway, this is that. very off topic from like where we got, but like stand culture. No, it's all it's all there. No, it's, it's all, all very much yeah. there. Um, yeah. Speaking of music, should we just yeah. should we transition oh, yeah. to this this segment? I feel like this is a good way, unless we have more Free things transition. that we feel like we need to say about the the movie itself, or do we want to just move on to the? Let's do music. I could talk music. about this movie for twenty four hours, so let's do music. Okay, great. Um, yeah, we have we haven't done the twenty four hour episode yet, so, so, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hold on. Quick thing about the music. The movie takes place in 2009, but the music is all like I know all over of the, the 2010s. Yes. Yeah, you know, like you know, I the, the song that well, we all picked songs that like came out, you know, two or three years after 2009. Yeah, and I picked my song because it it reminded me of freshman year at Skidmore, Aww. being a little being being a little naughty boy. Um, oh boy. This this Thanks. this woman. Um, I didn't even know you your freshman year. Um, I'm glad. Um, <laughs> th- this this uh, female artist has been canceled half a dozen times. 
Um, and always comes back. Always like comes phoenix. back. Um, like a phoenix. And I'm that upsets me because she really is un, unbelievably talented, even if, um, you know, she's... She's unbelievably problematic, sub- said problematic some questionably. <laughs> truly terrible, terrible things. Um, and this song reminds me of uh, pre-gaming freshman year Johto. Um, so here is Azalea, Azalea Banks 212. singing along. Two one two represent. Um, they also play. They play a song in the club. Tremendous, tremendous uh, needle drop. Tremendous music curation um, in this film. Honestly. Yes, great needle drops. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about this song. Um, I love it. It <laughs> takes me back to such a specific time and place in my life. Um, yeah, carefree vibes all around. Um. We love it. We love it. It is this song. Emma Watson is dancing so badly to this song, like in the club, like no rhythm Wait, at all. Incredible. I mean, just incredible. Well, that song obviously wasn't playing when they shot the scene because all three of them that are dancing on their dance floor are dancing at three different paces to three different beats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, like one don't is do like, drugs, Ooh. kids. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> That's what happens when you do crack cocaine. <laughs> I yeah. think. Is that what they were doing? Um, great song. Yeah. Um, uh, Brittany, you brought in you brought in two two. Um, I did. I tracks. found it really hard to choose between no, all songs. Yes, yes. Luxury is that you get to, you get to do stuff like this. Um, so yeah. let's do the first of the first of your tracks. So which one did you choose? Lift fast, die young, bad girls, do it well. Lift fast, die young, bad girls, do it well. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well with the Instagram caption of every single one of my Instagrams <laughs> after I graduated college. We get it. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I was very tame, though. <laughs> oh, amazing. So great. Now my dad's going to have, have I... a new song to play tennis to. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about her enough. Pat, we need to play tennis. I'd love to. Remember when we were going to play tennis, take tennis lessons together? Uh, Brittany, in New York City, I don't need lessons, but um, <laughs> no, I do. Um, okay, <laughs> let's. Um, are you? Will you come to Pittsburgh this summer? Probably not. 
Well, okay. Well, <laughs> guess you have to go to LA, Pat. <laughs> no, New York. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm in New York. So. Uh, you you mentioned you were working on LA time. I I, I that, had a question oh, that about that. That is true. I am working on LA time. Yeah, I had a question yeah, about I'm that, here, but I was like, we can okay. do it. We can do a question. We can do a question and answer portion at the end of um, <laughs> my recording period. Well, I just um, I, I just I, I never yeah. even like yeah. I just I have no, I don't ask questions when like you're in like your your field because I know that you could you know be on one day you could be living in New York and then LA and then that's Timbuktu. I guess true, but. I hope when I listen back to this podcast in 10 years, I won't be living in L.A., but I'm planning on never living in L.A. <laughs> Fair. Same. Same. You're in good company. Pat, do you have anything to say to that? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to live in Pittsburgh for the rest of my life. There we go. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, um, okay. But anyway, the, the one of the reasons that I want to talk about this song, mm. actually the main reason is... A, we haven't given enough love to the character of Chloe, who is actually my favorite character in this film. Yeah. I think that she's oddly, she's oddly one of the most balanced characters in a way, because she is out of control crazy and like drinks so much that in her words, not mine, like, I, like, I almost died. Mm -hmm. Um, But... After she gets in this song, this song in the movie is when they're driving after drinking and they're trying to go back home and she's singing Live Fast, Die Young, Bad Girls Do It Well, along with M.I.A. And then the car rams into like right after Die Young, (laughs) essentially. And the car rams into her because she was not paying attention because she was singing the song and was drunk and she was she got a DUI. Mm. But she which I think is like great placement of a song anyway. Um, but then after that, like that kind of stops her from fully participating in the bling ring. The rest aren't stopped. She's the only one who like is like, she stops. Yeah. Like she doesn't go to Rachel Filson's house with them. In the future one, doesn't she like stay watched like in one of the future? Yeah, exactly. The next one she watched, she stays outside and she's the watch. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. So shout out to Chloe. She's my favorite character. She's great. Also, she's, we can say it, she's really fucking hot. Oh, John. She's so pretty. Sorry, Pat. Sorry. Sorry, Pat. She's she's a beautiful... Respectfully. She's a, she's she's a beautiful, well-rounded woman. I wish her the best yes. in prison <laughs> and in life. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, that character also really quickly, a bit of film trivia. She's based on two characters, Courtney Ames and Diana Tamayo, and they put oh. them together into one character. A composite character. I gotta say, I, I love it. I, I love the scene when she's arrested, when she's at, at home with her mom and dad and the maid. Oh, that's a great scene. Oh, that's another it's one of those so one-take scenes. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of one-take scenes in this film. A lot of good ones, I mean. Yeah. Um. All right, my song that I brought in is uh, a little ditty called Drop It Low. Oh, Oh, thank God. (laughs) This is crucial to the story. Yes, it is. By Esther Dean. I loved Esther Dean. Featuring Pat's favorite musician, Chris (laughs) Brown. (laughs) Drop it, drop it low, girl. 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 Drop it, dr
bitches for money, making bitches. All my ladies, throw your hands in the air. I got Patron in my cup, and I don't give a fuck. The baddest bitch in the club right here. Here I go. Charlie XCX, eat your heart out. <laughs> eat your heart out, Charlie XCX. Damn. So good. This song's so fire. good. Yeah. So good. Actually, I have more trivia with that. This song, song is from. Two, I'm, I apologize. This song is from 2009. It reminds me of uh, the snowball dance at Shady Side Academy 2009. Oh my God! Snowball Shout out to Dear Shady Side Academy. Um, Go Bulls. So. My my trivia for this is the reason that this scene is actually important in the film is this something that actually legitimately happened. You can find it on YouTube. I'm pretty positive. To this exact song, Nick Prugo dances and smokes weed out of, I think, a bowl to Drop It Low by Astronine and Chris Brown and does, like, the exact same moves. But the computer, the reason it's important is because the computer was stolen. So they used that video... Oh to track where that computer was because it was wow. a stolen computer. So that's why that seems important. You can also, I think, find the video online of the original Drop It Low with Nick Prugo. Incredible. And it's I'm the, a real vat of And it's right that now, bad? Which. And, like, his dancing is that bad? Oh, there's, like, the whole, like, this thing <laughs> where he does, like, that. Oh, my God. It's, it's all there. It's all there. For people who don't know, he, like, lifts his shirt in the back, like, a little bit just to show, like, his lower back, yeah. question mark. Like, nothing except his yeah, lower back. Yeah, there's no back. crack or anything. It's literally no. just his, no. the skin. His, <laughs> his, his lower back skin. But that's a real video. I mean, for us evangelicals, it might as well be. <laughs> it might as well be. Um, all right, round us out. Uh Brittany, what's the second song that you you brought in? The second and last song, and I think this is a fitting last song because it's the last it song is. in the film, is Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean featuring ah, yes. Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, this album is very, it's very 2013 in all the best ways. 100%, but it was a great album. Oh, yeah. It's still, it's such a good album. Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends. Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Start my day up on the roof. I mean, it's like it's an on the nose. It's an on the nose choice, but it's like it's a it's very a, it's on the, the nose choice. It's the perfect. It's it's still it's perfect. It yeah, works. you just said like there's no way for me to explain this song. That's it. Like it's so on the nose, but it's also such a good song. It is. It is. It's so good. We love. We do Very love Mr. Nose, we do love Mr. Ocean on this podcast. Come on the podcast, Frank Ocean. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, great, great soundtrack. And you said you said that you there were like fifty five tracks that you could have uh, you could have brought on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some some good uh, some good Kanye. I'm surprised that neither of us chose the the Kanye. I, I guess you don't really have to. It's kind God. of like ob- obviously yeah. we could bring on the all the lights. Uh, that part that, is that, so the good. Scene is, oh. yeah. In the movie, yeah. yeah, when they're snorting cocaine in the car yeah. and yeah. singing all the lights, it's so. Good. I remember driving home from prom. We were going to a house where we were we were going to stay the night, 
blasting that the same kind of it was god yeah to be young i also i also again i'm a swifty let's let's be clear i'm a swifty i think that song is close to a perfect song i really i think it's a phenomenal why is that why why did that why did you have to say you're a swifty before you said that because of the taylor swift kanye thing of taylor swift and kanye west i'm gonna let you finish starting back in the year 2009 up till now <laughs> i think i think me and taylor yeah. could still have sex yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah. i made that bitch I made famous. The bitch famous yeah that's why we didn't make any references to kanye west when leo was on the podcast pat i i i, I sent clear instructions yeah that yeah his name well was you know true. i don't read the emails so <laughs> right yeah that's true yeah <laughs> you wrote golden. the email to me though no i was a yeah. good boy this time i, I wrote the it was, emails it was a very, yeah it was a very nice good email boy, pat very nice um, but also power which is such a good song yes yes it's so good this whole soundtrack is there are so many songs that i could have chosen the first song um crown on the ground by uh, mm. um what's the band called oh um it's not real estate uh it's not beach house either it's um mm-hmm. uh they also d- have a song on the girls soundtrack. sleigh bells sleigh bells sleigh bells yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I so good an amazing opening to a movie when yes. that song's just playing and they're taking like pictures of all the evidence and they're also still like with cuts of them stealing it it's just a fantastic soundtrack yeah all around and phoenix is on it and yes. i think i don't know if this is still the case but i i would think so sophia coppola is married to one of the members of phoenix oh that makes sense I'm pretty positive they're french that makes sense <laughs> yeah be. yeah exactly have to be those are my notes on the soundtrack which is phenomenal great workout playlist as i told pat (laughs) i'm gonna use it this this wednesday when my when i go back to lifting (laughs) yeah it's great oh and by the way guys it's not that i've been taking a long break it's just that i lift every other day so i lift monday wednesday friday yeah yeah and do you do cardio on tuesday thursday i haven't done cardio in almost eight years um Yet he still looks the way yeah. that he does, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. You should start spinning. <laughs> One day. Ladies and gentlemen, if looks could kill. If looks <laughs> could kill. Um, on that note, um, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet if you so desire to be found on the internet? Um, you can ooh, you can find me uh, on you can find me at www. <laughs> you can find me um that's what we call callback in comedy um you can find me at uh b promoter p-e-r-l-m-u-t-e-r that's my instagram handle um i don't remember my tiktok handle but that's okay i usually anything notable i do on tiktok i put on instagram anyway as you should and then my twitter is bp712 and uh, follow the sketchies on Instagram and at the sketchies. Brittany and I are no longer in that group, sketchies. and we haven't been uh, since. And we were never in it together either. No, sorry, that's my fault, John. That's eh, okay. That's okay. It's okay. Um, Your auditions were good. Thanks, I appreciate that. All five of them. All five of them. That, that's what we call a participation trophy. Um, Pat, you got any? You got anything that you wanna wanna plug? I mean, I just keep saying like this commercial is going to happen. Yeah, well, there that it is going to happen. That. Yeah, and yeah. we might be shooting in the next two weeks. Yeah, so we uh we need we a, wrote we need a commercial, Brittany, for the podcast. Oh, 
Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I got nothing really. Just you know, John Lemay poetry. If you Happy National it. Poetry Month, everybody. Happy National Poetry Month. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> and next week, tune in to next week's episodes because we will be in honor of the upcoming. I think it's next week. Is it the the oh, Oscars? Shit. The Oscars. We we will be doing an episode. It's on the twenty fifth. I think. Yes. Okay. So next week we'll be recording an episode um, talking about the Oscars, and I'll be giving my my. I can't uh, do it. I can't do next predictions. Week. You can't do next week. I just went on this long rant to my parents over dinner over the weekend, where I said I can't care about the Oscars anymore. <laughs> well, too bad because I've seen everything and have a lot of thoughts. So you're gonna listen. Um, yeah, so tune in next week to hear all the predictions that you need to hear in order to get your Oscar ballots as good as you want them to be, um, and to hear Pat talk about how cinema sucks nowadays. Um, so you know, really two sides. No, same I just to Pat and when I make these behavior. when I make these very firm statements, I have to just hope that people don't remember that I said these very firm statements. Yeah, yeah. That's Can what I get a teaser of what about. you think of promising young woman? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, okay, that's a good teaser enough. I'll Pat, say this. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I do it? Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Go ahead. The the movie. It actually would have been a better movie if she castrated Ooh. them. Each of each of the guys, it would have been a much more effective movie if she castrated them. She leaned into the but revenge. It, it wouldn't have been as it. truthful. Because but women it, don't but win it wasn't that. reaction. You guys should have me on to talk about promising young women. Okay, can I, can I say this, Brittany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rea- we don't have to put this part in. Like, it, no, we'll put it in. I'm really breaking the fourth wall um, a lot. No, right. this is great. Sorry. Reactionary tendencies. Bad for politics. Good for art. I feel like. Have you seen Gone Girl? Yes, of course. Do you know that scene? I read the book too. Do you, I read do, the book. Do first. you know that scene where they visit the guy who's a sex offender? She had an experience with a guy, and Rosamund Pike had an experience with a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears because glasses. She stays with at the end. Oh, no, yeah. no, the, the one earlier. Okay, gotcha. Yes, 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 yes. Do you remember that scene? How powerful that scene is? How it's like... I do. How it's like, fuck, like, there's real consequences to this shit. You know? She actually had an effect on someone else's life. Yeah, but you could say the same thing uh, about... I don't think there's anything... Half. That's a white man who's interrupting a woman talking about the movie. <laughs> Notice how I didn't. <laughs> and John's just watching. Yeah, I'm the bystander. <laughs> I'm the bystander in this situation. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is the point of the film, Tom is promising young woman. Is Pat explaining <laughs> me? <laughs> I can let me just say I liked I like the movie I like the movie that's that's my take I I like the movie it's not perfect a little a little a little a little didactic in certain though. moments um, a little that I don't like movies to be a little but, didactic yeah um, but I, I I enjoyed it I think Carrie Mulligan is 
great in it. Um, I think the screenplay is uh, is quite good. Um, so those are the those are. I think I'm so funny. Apparently, <laughs> what do you? Pat, no, I want to hear the rest of your. Thoughts. What do you think about Promising Young Woman? I went into it thinking I was going to watch a movie like Cruel Intentions, and I came out mm. of it happy. Okay. Yeah, it definitely. I wasn't didn't bad. go into it thinking I was going to watch an Oscar nominated film. I didn't either, to be fair. And I was not unhappy. It's an Oscar nominated film. <laughs> oh boy, twenty twenty was rough. Oh you, that, boy. Uh, you see, this is you're exactly proving proving everything I said earlier. That would have been really good in the movie processing. <laughs> it would have been amazing. I would have been what's his name? Uh, Adam Brody. That would have been me. Yeah. You would have been Adam Brody. Well, Emerald Fennel. No, um, you would have been. Movie. You would have been Max. Greenfield. Oh, at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would have been, Matt, you would have been Adam Brody. Bro. Been Max Greenfield. <laughs> I'll take care Just of get it. Rid of I'll her. take care of it. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really go to that part. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Well, I'm so, so, am yeah, I a bad so, person I'm for not, not no, liking no, this no, movie. No, 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 no. You, you're, you're. No, I, I'm just giving you shit. I, I see, I see everything you're saying. We'll, we'll probably talk it about it on next week. It wasn't a perfect film by any means. Yeah. Yeah. But I had fun watching it, and that's all that matters. Just like you had fun watching the Bling Ring. And exactly. thank you so much for joining us <laughs> and talking about the Bling Ring, Brittany. We're so happy to have you. And uh, thank you so much for having. Me. Subscribe to our Patreon experience. if you want the full promising <laughs> yeah. young woman experience. Other hot takes. Like you guys should get a Patreon. Oh well, be careful. Yeah, careful what you wish for.